everybody, and welcome to The Trail, WMUR's podcast for all things First in the Nation primary. I'm WMUR political director Adam Sexton, and this is WMUR political reporter John DeStaso, the man with all of the information and knowledge here. <laughs> well, uh, I don't know about that, but... Giving us some good insight into what's going on. Uh, just to start out, John, uh, not much to talk about in the way of uh, primary events uh, this last week. We've been in another one of these lulls yeah. uh, post uh party convention there That'll earlier this up. month. That'll pick up. There. Starting to pick up it's, again. It's coming week. But there has been some good reporting, both by you and by others, uh, on uh, sort of some difficulty in the world of Bernie Sanders here, who did so well uh, in this primary in 2015 and 2016, doing it, quote unquote, the New Hampshire way, right. uh, starting small, building and building and building and, and really uh, yep. achieving a landslide, uh, the likes of which have uh, never really been seen uh, in a Democratic primary. Um, contested, that is, here in New Hampshire. So what are some of the difficulties we've seen with the Sanders campaign in these couple of weeks since the state party convention? Well, there seems to be some very deep concern in the Sanders campaign about the fact that, you know, while they would not expect to be polling at 60 percent where Bernie Sanders finished last time in a, in a two-way primary, uh, he is still near, still at or near the top, but not really sort of taking off yet. And uh, with the big ground game that they say they have, the big organization, uh, they just haven't been getting the results that they've been looking for. So they, they reassigned their state director, um, who was fairly new to the state to begin with, they reassigned him back to Massachusetts, where, which is from whence he came. Uh, that was early in the week, and replaced him with one of Bernie Sanders' uh, close confidants uh, from Vermont. And um, I think to us locally, uh, just as important, uh, perhaps even more so, was the imparting ways with uh, Kurt Ehrenberg, who, as you and a lot of people who may be listening to this know, has been uh, probably the original, you know, if not the original Sanders supporter in New Hampshire, certainly uh, in the top, you know, 10. And he has been the, the top advisor, or a senior advisor to the Sanders campaign last time and this time, and he was always at Bernie's side. Uh, they parted ways after some difficulty that he had had with, with that uh, state director who was reassigned. So separate moves, I'm told, but kind of, co you know, coincidental, perhaps coincidental, that uh, Ehrenberg parted ways with the campaign and uh, this Mr. Kayizo was reassigned, Joe Kayizo was reassigned as state director in Massachusetts, literally back to back. Yeah. And Ehrenberg describing uh, a quote, fundamental strategic differences yes. with the campaign. Uh, we can extrapolate. It sounds well, like he wanted Bernie Sanders here much more often and doing the kinds of things he did. Yes. Uh, you know, it's hard to do a small event anymore with Bernie Sanders, but uh, building that kind of grassroots feel all over again uh, versus what they had been doing, which is was not necessarily not grassroots, but they just weren't here as much as they had. Right. And where were the orders? Where was sort of the direction coming from? Uh, everyone knows that Bernie Sanders people, you know, it's, it is sort of a grassroots organization. And uh, there are some people in New Hampshire who felt that they were being slighted. Uh, some members of the, the, they call it a steering committee. Uh, they're, all, they're all local people. They're, you know, labor leaders, just plain activists, activists who have specific interests in the LGBT community and, and all the various constituencies. They were not, they felt uh, that they were not being kind of listen to in terms of not just Bernie Sanders showing up here, but kind of what he does when he gets here and uh, just the day-to-day -day moves by the campaign. And uh, of course, 
the campaign would, would argue with that and say that they're not running it very much differently than before. But nutshell, top-down versus bottom-up. Last time, uh, steering committee may have been pacified now with, with some, of the, some of the moves. They all, the ones I spoke to, several of them, were very happy with, with, the, with the move of Mr. Kayaza moving out, not happy with Kurt Ehrenberg leaving. Right, and, and certainly uh, for Sanders, this is, you know, like you mentioned, trouble at the top, but that support at the bottom, gosh, that looks really locked in. The, the key for him is to just find a way to grow that. Yeah. There's still time on the clock, and he is certainly in a fantastic position uh, in a field like this that's so enormous. Nonetheless, exactly. uh, Elizabeth Warren has come in, yes. and uh, to a certain extent, oh, yeah. uh, to, you know, not everyone believes in the narrative of you know Bernie versus Elizabeth Warren, but it has to happen in New Hampshire because they're both neighboring state candidates. Uh, organizationally, in terms of visits, all those other things, uh, she's been putting in that work to surpass him here. And she's coming back this week. And, you know, uh, she's put out plan after plan after plan. Bernie's put out a lot of plans, too. Um, the Warren people, at least in terms of the media, they're very conscientious about, uh, about putting out a plan, a national plan, and then um, pitching to we in the media local, the local effect of that plan in New Hampshire and then finding people uh, to talk about it. Now, you know, the people are going to say what they want them to say, and they're supporters of Warren, but it just shows sort of very organized operation. She's coming back this coming week, uh, 16th visit since January. Uh, she had been, after that state convention a couple of weeks ago, there has, there has been a lull, uh, but I think she and Cory Booker are the uh, uh, first two major Democrats to coming back. To return, you'll see uh, Cory Booker for Politics and Eggs. Um, at the New Hampshire Institute of Politics, uh, someone we won't be seeing anymore. Uh, Mayor Bill de Blasio of yeah. New York dropping out of the race. Not unexpected. Um, just a tough one. If you want to be a progressive, <laughs> uh, that's a busy, crowded lane. And, uh, you know, he had his issues at home that he always had to deal with in terms of the lack of support from the base of New York voters who didn't want right. him to run and just wasn't there. He just couldn't get any traction here uh, or pretty much anywhere else. Uh, he was in Iowa a lot. He was he was around various states. He didn't come here too much. He came here several a few times. He was at the state convention. Um, you know, he had that patented message, but uh, I guess just too much baggage, at least in, in, from from New York, and um, maybe up here in New Hampshire. Uh, you know, there's sort of an anti-New York bias in some way, but, but would you would you know anything about that? No, having, I'm you know, from Jersey, as so a Yankees that's, fan, that's is a that little different. That? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Wrapped up that Eastern Division uh, title. Not that anyone's keeping track or no, anything. Yeah. No, here they, it's all about the Patriots yeah. now, right? Anyway, as far as the Blasio goes, you're right. It was not a surprise. The surprise may have been in the beginning that he actually, and I don't mean this really as a diss on him, but to think that that he really thought that he was seriously going to make an impact on, on a race uh, with this. All of, with this many people in it who are, as you say, in the same lane. Yeah, well, uh, for one thing, uh, the average height of candidates is going to drop precipitously <laughs> sure. at this point. Uh, candidate wasn't able to connect. One interesting note, uh, Mark Sanford in the state, uh, former governor of South Carolina, former congressman, uh, someone uh, who is 
running one of those sort of snowballs chance campaigns against President Trump in a Republican primary. Right. Uh, it was interesting to see him. Uh, covered him at the Puritan Backroom in Manchester, which is very much a sink or swim sort of uh, retail arena. Uh, wide open restaurant, people who uh, are not at all um, surprised to see candidates there. It's a regular stop. Uh, I've seen many a candidate sort of wander through uh, getting the cold shoulder. You know, there's a lot of uh, lunch patrons there who, friendly, but if they don't want to talk to you, they're not going to talk to you. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I was struck uh, by how good uh, Governor Sanford was at retail campaigning. And maybe that's a thing some of these Southern politicians have that way. And of course, yeah. here in New Hampshire, everybody kind of, oh, a Southern accent. And you hear sort of these gracious, yeah, know, oh, like, he's oh, definitely oh, I don't mean to impose. Right. Very interesting. Uh, you can see that that talent, how gifted a politician he uh, is and was. You know, this is someone they talked about running against Barack Obama uh, right. back in 2012 that's before right. he had his uh, scandal and sort of uh, fell out of the way. Yeah, I think that, uh, again, longest of long shots at this point, given in the Republican Party, the popularity of the, of the president, but uh, perhaps he's looking ahead now, to, you know, reestablishing his, his political uh, career, and uh, he certainly has a very personal touch, um, and, you know, we shall see. I mean, I, again, people, this is New Hampshire. People can come and they can campaign, and you never know. You might catch lightning in a bottle, as they say sometimes. You never know. All right, John, thanks Thank you, for uh, of holding up your end of the bargain here. On oh, by the, the way, de Blasio was a Red Sox fan. That's right. This is, yeah. Is, yeah. Which, you, think, you think that would have played a little bit better is, for your which form. Which is strange, yeah. Uh, yeah, still has, uh, I believe he was saying, still has yet to attend a game at Yankee Stadium. That's right. Go, and so. that's fine with me. <laughs> no offense to the, that nothing to do with politics, but that's fine. Right. Okay. All right. Uh, thanks for uh, checking in on this episode of The Trail. Please uh, do uh, whatever you need to do to uh, like us, follow us, those kinds of things. Uh, love, hate, uh, indifference we don't like. That's uh, right. We'll take uh, the slings Whatever's and arrows. coming, yeah. We'll take the emojis, all of those things. Whatever you want to do to us, do it. Uh, just check in with us uh, on the next episode of The Trail. Thanks for listening.